Welcome to the Two Minute Warning Podcast. Let's get right into the first story. Today, we're going to talk about Dodgeball. There's a company called House of Highlights, and they're going to host an actual dodgeball tournament where the winner will get $250,000. It's actually pretty funny that one of the main competitors in this tournament is an esports team, and they're actually playing in person instead of online. But on the digital side, the hottest video game right now is called EA's Knockout City, and it's a multiplayer dodgeball game that seems like a lot of fun. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I've seen a lot of people really interested in playing it including a lot of the Barstool Sports guys, so you know it's for real. But all of this dodgeball talk got me thinking, what other sports that we played in middle school would I love to see professional athletes compete in? I mean, there's so much opportunity for uh, these unique sports like capture the flag, running bases, four square, kick the can, to really take off and be unique events that we could tune into. I mean, streaming is going to be the future of sports. It's all going to be about these unique events. Last week, we had Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul in boxing, and that was a really entertaining thing. And they probably made a lot of money selling what was probably a fake fight. I mean, there were some real punches thrown, but for the most part, it wasn't really what you would consider like a top-notch boxing match. But it's really scratching the surface of what sports entertainment should and will look like in the future. We're also having the golf tournament uh, between Tom Brady teaming up with Phil Mickelson against Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. And this just really shows that the competition for eyeballs is really heavy right now. I mean, there's so many different companies out there trying to do unique things. There's so many different streaming platforms. To me, what's really going to separate the winners from the losers is a combination of one, the uniqueness of the event, and two, the personalities involved are really important and the amount of social media attention they can get is really important as evidenced by the Paul brothers. And that leads me into the second story that we're going to be covering, which is about Brooks Kepka, a golfer who is notorious for being a little bit of a hothead. And he got into a feud with another golfer, Bryson DeChambeau, who I just had mentioned is playing with Tom Brady. So what's happening there? is Brooks did an interview recently saying that he thinks it's really great for the game of golf that he's having a feud with somebody and that it's so public in case you missed it. What happened was at the US Open tournament a couple of weeks ago, Bryson walked by Brooks while he was giving an interview and Brooks rolled his eyes and there was like a, a clip that the cameraman caught of this and it exploded all over the internet. It became a meme instantly. But Brooks is completely right in saying that this is really great for the game of golf. I mean, golfers have usually been too friendly to each other. There's really hasn't been much of a competition between them since Tiger's been around. But now that he's not really around, I mean, I think he'll personally come back and defeat all the odds golfers are really too friendly to each other and that's why the sport hasn't really taken off in the public eye it's it's viewed as an old-timey sport everyone's very respectful it's like baseball in that sense but i think what's going to end up happening is if there are more rivalries then sports like golf can really come in and be really popular once again and and just going off of the first story talking about like what type of events and the personalities involved i think one of the reasons why we haven't seen so many rivalries in sports these days is because social media has really softened so many people i mean everyone's so afraid to be the villain now if if you say anything mean you're afraid that everyone's going to slander you on instagram on twitter but sometimes being the villain is really important and it could be really beneficial i mean the paul brothers have exploded in popularity ever since they started really becoming villains. I mean, they were featured on WWE's wrestling as a villain, and they just get so much social media following that you could tell it really matters and it really does make a difference. 
So Brooks is right on the money. And I think there should be more feuds. I mean, there used to be so many, especially in the in the NBA. You had Michael Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas's Pistons, and everyone was so amped up to watch all those matches. But nowadays, everyone's just become really soft for some reason. And I think this should end, and we should get back to really competitive sports. And I'm looking forward to seeing how golf can expand on Brooks's idea. Now let's get into the 10-second runoff. One. It's been a great year if your name's Nikola. First, Tesla stock has been skyrocketing the whole year, making Elon Musk one of the richest people in the world. And two, Nikola Jokic just won the MVP award in the NBA. Two, if you missed it, there was a crazy play. I was actually watching live. It was Pirates versus Dodgers, and a player hit a screeching home run down the line. It was debatable whether it was fair or foul. They review the play, and they ended up calling him out, even though it was a home run because he forgot to step on first base. Three, the Washington football team did something really creative and unique and really shows the power that social media can have. They had all the players create the signs that kids usually do in preschool. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback, had said that he was 38 years old and it said like who his parents are and who his friends are and what he's interested in. And it just, it was really funny. Four, Daryl Morey, the GM of the 76ers, was fined $75,000 for tampering. And the tampering was him commenting on Steph Curry's Instagram post, Join Him, which was a post about his brother, Seth, who plays for the 76ers. And I made this whole thing that it's ridiculous that the NBA has uh, been fining this type of action when clearly like that doesn't make a difference. It's just social media banter and they should really relax. Five, I also made a joke in the newsletter that uh, the Navy, the U.S. Navy, that is, really does hate pirates in the form of especially Buccaneers. So there's a football player from Navy that was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But because the Navy won't let him out of his commission, he won't have an opportunity to make the Bucks this summer. Six, New York Knicks coach Tom Thibodeau won the NBA Coach of the Year, and he's going to spend all offseason figuring out how he can play his aging stars even more minutes. Seven. My brother Greg sent an article this week about Kevin Garnett's grandmother chasing out a recruiter who tried to bribe Garnett when he was in high school and thinking about attending colleges. She brought a shotgun down and chased him out of the house when he was uh, thinking about taking some money under the table. Eight, I called for Aaron Boone to be fired. He's the Yankees manager. The Yankees are not a good team. They're losing all their juice. None of their players are clutch. They just got swept by the Red Sox at home, something that should be immediately an instant firing. I can't believe he's still around. Nine, I made some playoff predictions in the newsletter this week, and they're going pretty well so far. I mean, the Los Angeles Clippers, why do I ever put hope in them? I mean, I predicted them to beat the Utah Jazz, and in game one, they completely blew it. But my Brooklyn Nets prediction is looking pretty good. Everyone thinks that they're going to run away with the championship. You got Durant, you got Kyrie Irving, you got an injured James Harden, even Blake Griffin, former All-Stars, making a huge comeback. So it looks like the Nets are going to run away with it. 10. Golfer John Rahm had a terrible day on Saturday. He had a six-stroke lead in a golf tournament that would have won him $1.67 million had he won. But he was informed on the 18th green on Saturday that he tested positive for COVID-19, which forced him to withdraw. He probably would have easily won that tournament. And it just shows what a crazy year it's been. We hope you enjoy that all-out blitz. This podcast was brought to you by me, Brad Waltzreicher, podcast producer Zebran, and editor Annie Waltzreicher. We hope you enjoyed and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the same ones saying that they messing with me.